Patricia Nduli on SAFM. 104 to 107 nationwide. The time is just one minute shy to be in quarter past 11. And this is The Talking Point. My name is Patricia Ndule and I'm standing in for Kathy Mshashane. Kathy will be back on Monday. And on Monday, I'm back to my usual night spot at 10 until midnight. So please, um, for everyone who's still saying, ah, good evening, Patricia. Ah, ah, guys, Mandule will be back in the evening. But we've got another 45 minutes together. Let's continue. It's time for us to look at uh, the arts. It, it, it would be so wonderful for us to be looking at the arts with the backdrop of our society being normal, where we just talk about paintings and writings that speak about love and poetry and the sun rising. Unfortunately, we're in a society that is marred with uh, issues of gender-based violence and crimes, um, murders, COVID-19, um, communicable diseases that are on the rise in, and that's uh, that's I think one of the reasons why today we are talking to Katu Maestro, who is an author and inspirational speaker as well. And uh, Katu has written a series of books called, um, you know, the, the and 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 the Mulalu series of books. These novels talk about a lot, but the first one we are looking at is the Mulalu, the politician. Katu, thank you very much for joining us uh, this morning. How are you doing? I'm fantastic, Patricia. Good morning. I almost said good evening. How are you? <laughs> we keep biting our tongues. And uh, yeah, it's, it's that time of the day that we are speaking arts. And you have come up with a beautiful series. And the one that we're zooming in on today is Mlalu the Politician, which is a novel about a uh, life of a young woman who's in pursuit of a better life, coming from hardship. And then she faces challenges and is haunted by traumatic events from her childhood and uh, that are caused by a politician. Let's talk about the message behind this book and what inspired you as an author to write a book that is so close to our ordinary day reality. Uh, thanks, thanks for that. I think the, the, the story itself is, is really on the background of a lot of what young women are going through today. And unfortunately, they, they live within the shadows of this psychological trauma and pain because what we see as society is what they ventilate out, but we actually don't see what they're going through. We can see what they're doing, but we don't know exactly where it's coming from. And this, this young woman, uh, Morado, the story picks up when she's 23. It really talks to uh, rape that happened when she was 10, 11, 12, and now it's manifesting itself when she's becoming a young adult. And she gets involved with uh, the, a politician, and she goes for this glitter glamour life. But then when the politician dies, the consequences of that life now chases her because now she must pay for his sins. There's debts, there's corruption, there's all these things. And there's the title which says the corruption because she becomes a politician. She must literally pay back the debt that he has and she gets tangled up into this life of corruption. So the message behind it for me was that there is a lot of young girls who are going through this silently. And I continuously say I did not write this book for young people only, also for parents, fathers and mothers to say there's a secret battle that your daughters and sons are fighting without you being totally aware of it. And I think, thank you for having me during this time of gender-based violence and 16 days of activism, because I think it's most relevant to understand that just because we don't see the bruises on somebody, but inside the person is scarred for so many years and it ventilates in the worst of ways.
We are talking to Kato Maestro, who's an author and inspirational speaker, looking at his book, Mulalu the Politician, which is a series of novels. And uh, I'd like to hear from you. What do you think the role is um, uh, when it comes to social activism, the role that the arts have, writers and, and musicians and the likes? And look at the, the, the story that uh, um, Kato has put together. And, and let, let's, let's converse around what our society should be doing to activate ourselves consciously, mentally, when it comes to the, no, the, the ills that we are facing. The number to dial is uh, 0614 That's our WhatsApp number. And if you'd like to call in, you can do so on 011-714-2006. On social media platforms, uh, Twitter specifically, at SFM Radio, we have asked you a question here. We've said... Are the arts still relevant today in addressing social issues such as gender-based violence? I'd like to hear from you. Please go into the poll and give us your views there. Kato, the thought process, I mean, obviously as a writer, you need to also research um, your characters. You need to research and model your characters um, so that it's realistic for a reader, whether it's a parent that you are, is your target audience or is, is, is a young person. Did you find a lot of young women that were you were able to, to, to prototype or look at and case study in order for you to come up with the character Yagamulalo? Funny enough, it was actually the other way around. The, the research was very minimal from getting different stories. I did not want to end up uh, telling a lot of people's stories where you feel like, you know what, you're exposing me. So the research was very minimal to, to a few people. But then after a lot of people read the books, I've had so many hundreds of DMs and WhatsApp messages to say, I think you're telling my story. It's almost like you know what has happened to me. You are telling my story. And for me, the, the book is uh, a bit graphic because unfortunately that's how life is. I did not write a, a soapy kind of romantic story. I, I wrote a raw story that talks to what a woman has gone through and really what people are going through. So to, to answer your question, it was not a lot of people that I interviewed, very minimal, but the after effect is that a lot of people are saying, this is my story. I'm 43 years old now. I don't even know how to come out and tell my husband that this is what has happened to me. I've lived with it. I've got so many character traits and bad habits in my life that are related to that abuse and that rape. But now I've, I've read the story and it talks to me. And it's strange for me because I thought I was the only person. But now I need to get help and I need to tell my husband so that we heal together. Kato, do you feel that where we are right now as a society, uh, basing it on, on some of the research or the feedback you've received from people who've read your book, do you feel as a society we are dealing with past wounds, hence we are where we are, we are erupting so much when it comes to gender-based violence and crimes and, 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 and killings and hatred and disrespect towards each other? Yeah, we de- we definitely. I mean, we come from uh, an, a background of apartheid, and apartheid was based on the fear through violence. And you see a lot of that manifest in uh, in protests, and also, I mean, the simple examples is somebody could be caught stealing a cell phone, and people beat the person to death. And mob justice, and sometimes when the mob justice happens, you've got young children who are watching that, and they start to to model that, and they think that is normal. And uh, there's something that I've always said when we get in a group and we talk to say, as men, when it comes to gender-based violence, 
My only fear of being raped is possibly going to jail. And I know the odds of that are very slim if I don't do crime or serious crime. But for a woman, the odds of getting raped is every single day when they leave their house. So it's, it's, it's for me, it's, it's a, we are in a violent society, but we've got to find each other. We've got to get a lot more men around the table talking about gender-based violence. And also, how do we call each other out as men? Uh, it, it just starts with uh, sexist jokes, things like that. And also, in a world where we're trying to, to push the, the gender equality and the transformation of women, we've also got to teach young boys to understand that by, by pushing women forward into transformation, it's not necessarily taking away from you. Women have been oppressed for such a long time to really get that 50-50 balance in corporate everywhere in, in, in our country. It's going to take a bit of time, but it's going to need a lot of education so that young men do not feel threatened and need to ventilate uh, towards women. On Twitter, at uh, Fagadimaboya says, uh, how long are we going to maintain this uh, make-believe democracy? It is at uh, the expense of the masses, uh, social cost. What kind of democracy without social justice? We deserve social justice. We demand social justice justice and with the question that we've asked you in our poll we say we asked you are the arts still relevant today in addressing social issues such as gender-based violence well 40 percent say yes they are while 30 percent say no i don't think they are another 30 percent then says i'm not really sure so katu you 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 are deemed as an artist because you're a writer when people are saying right now i mean 30 percent are saying they don't they're not even sure if the arts are playing a relevant role in social activism, while another 30% say, no, they are not at all. Looking at at our history, we saw that in, 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 in times of apartheid, the arts were the ones via music, the books that were written, the plays, uh, the dramas that addressed social issues, social ills, and there was a lot of activism around the arts. Do you feel that artists right now are doing the same thing, or are we all about the bling? Uh, Patricia, it's, it's, it's two ways. Uh, the artists, especially music, I would say they need to, they need to make money. And money right now is the bling, it's, it's the, is the sexuality. I mean, what, what hip hop music video would sell without the ladies on it? Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm. So these, these are the kind of, these are the kind of things that we as society have become acceptable because we also mirror what the Americans are doing when it comes to music. That's all you see on, on hip-hop videos. But we, we must never play down the role of the arts because as artists, we are also talking from our hearts. We are also talking from experiences. You cannot put that kind of emotion into a book or into a song without having gone through things yourself. So I think the arts are extremely relevant. It's just that when you switch on your television, uh, the, the programs that are on TV are more about what's, trending. So we follow the trends more than try to educate people. I still want to see a lot of series on gender-based violence on television. I want to see this kind of special victims unit. Uh, I love law and order, but I want to see a South African version where we go through what really goes through the profile or the mind of somebody who's raping and killing, because we, we need to, to be more responsible. 
I know it's about the money. People have got to eat. But we've got to be also able to say what we're putting out needs to reflect what's happening in society. And we need to play our part as, as artists. So the 40% uh, that's saying no and the 30% that's saying I'm not sure. Definitely, I think it's in response to what they see on a daily basis. We are all chasing the bling. We're chasing whatever sells. We are talking to Kato Maestro, who is an author and inspirational speaker, talking about his uh, series of novels, Mulalu, specifically Mulalu the Politician. And uh, it's about a story of a young girl who grew up traumatized with a lot of abuse and went into adult life and got married to a politician. And she's haunted there with uh, those issues as well. So past experiences uprooting or rearing their ugly heads um, in our current and future experiences and that's what this book is about, addressing what we are facing in these uh, 16 days of activism um, for no violence, abuse against women and children in South Africa. The time now is 27 minutes after 11. Let me remind you about our poll on Twitter at SFM Radio. We are asking you, are the arts still relevant today in addressing social issues such as gender-based violence? Please go there and do cast your votes. Let's go to a voice note. We want to change people's mind. If you want to leave impact on people's souls and emotions, if you want to speak with people's heart directly, use art. Address them in artistic way. Art on its own is a form of revolutionary consciousness. Art is a very powerful tool ever of consciousness, any form of consciousness. Well, uh, here is uh, a listener saying the arts are something that can pull at the heartstrings so that we can make a change. Um, and, and, and Katu, this is also your view. Katu, are you still there? Yes, I'm here. This yes, yes, it is. I thought a clip was going to play of me. I thought, <laughs> when did I record this? Oh, okay. so, yes, it is. It's definitely about social uh, revolution. It's, it's, it's revolution. Look at doing apartheid. The the artists, and that was a way of expressing themselves. We didn't have resources as black people back then, but we had our talent, we had our voices, we had our emotions. So if you look at the uh, fees must fall, what the students went out to do, none of them knew whether they're going to be shot dead right there at vets and different institutions or not. But I'm telling you that their hearts were in it. They were tired. And they said, whatever it is, we are going out and we are protesting. The feast will fall, whether none of us will be here to enjoy it. I think that's really what the struggle has always been about. So as, as artists ourselves, it's, it's, we, we cannot just chase the money. I cannot write books about uh, romance that I know does not even exist. That's why Murado is, is a raw story is graphic because it talks to what people are going through and we we all need help in one way or the other and there's no shame this is one message i'd like to say there's no shame in seeking help from a psychologist or psychiatrist you have to speak to somebody because these things actually our children inherit these uh, traumas and their children will, will inherit these traumas you you trigger a whole uh, generational curse amongst your children because we are not getting the necessary help that we need to get. We'll continue the conversation with Katu Maestro uh, after the news headlines. Let's go to Kang Silemanyon. Patricia Nduli on SAFM.
Leading the conversation on 104 to 107 Nationwide and DSTV Channel 814, this is The Talking Point. I'm Patricia Ntuli standing in for Kathy Mslasana. We've got another uh, 30 minutes of the show, so you and I are still going to be looking at uh, some issues. Currently, we're looking at the power of the arts in social activism, and we are talking to Katu Maestro, who's an author and an inspirational speaker, and we are looking at his uh, series of novels, Mulalu, and uh, specifically Mulalu the Politician. I'd like to remind you that we've also got a poll on Twitter asking you, are the arts still relevant today in addressing social issues such as gender-based violence? Well, please go there and do vote in or call in on 011-714-2006. Send uh, SMSs to 41391. WhatsApps go to 0614-104-107. Perhaps we should be looking at uh, some of the music videos that we are producing. Some of them are just not savory. Some of them are not saying protect the woman. Some of the music that we sing some of the dancers that we advocate. I'm not saying that we should not be free, but I think in order for us to curb gender-based violence, uh, our conduct as South Africans should be looked at. Let me go to a voice note. This is related to uh, the question of art and its role in society. Um, I just wanted to ask, what is art even on the radio and in the TV? Because whenever I watch that stuff, I don't see any art. I just see watered-down rubbish. So where is the art? To me, it's going to the tiny tavern where maybe only five people are watching, where someone's pouring their hearts out. And unfortunately, that doesn't reach the masses, but that's art. On the line, I've got Anonymous. Uh, good, e- good, uh, <laughs> good afternoon, Anonymous. There I go, biting my tongue again. How are you doing, Anonymous? Hello, Patricia. Hi. I'm okay with, I'm not okay. Patricia, I've got a big problem. My problem is a very strange one at that. I've got this man, I'm a female, I'm 88 years old, and I live alone, which I have done for years and years. Now, this man, after I had moved him out of the outbuilding that he was, he was uh, occupying, started saying things. There would be an air or a wind come into the house, especially into my bedroom, and you feel so hot. The house feels so hot. It's a strange phenomenon, Patricia. Nobody seems to understand it. And now it is taking, you know, a bit of my life away from me in that my legs, I've got to get up at night to go get cold water on my legs because they are so hot, they are so cramp-like, they are so cold at the same time. And the police are aware of this. The police actually have been to my place 28 times, but they don't find him. And we're not that well. I, I say I'm satisfied with their way of executing themselves when they are here with me. What can I do? Because I feel this is gender-based violence because this is a male, a 62-year-old male. Mm. Oh, Anonymous, you know, you, you, you're not... 
you're not far off in age from my my grandmother. I mean, you're a couple of years a bit her senior, but to to hear that an 88 year old woman is being treated in this way, and the police don't find this person and don't even make an effort to investigate and eventually find this person, so you are able to live in peace, it really brings um, a, a pain to my heart. Yes. And, and, and you, you, you know, nobody seems to know what it is, Patricia. The worst thing is that it's not been easy for me to get any help or assistance from anybody. I have the first people that I, I, I have went to for help were some retired policemen thinking that perhaps in their line of duty, they just could have come across a, a case of this nature, but all of them know. And what really depresses me, Patricia, is that even the police themselves, some of them anyway, some of them have been very, very good, and others were not so. And some of them will even ask me, uh, do you think perhaps we need to pray? Do you think perhaps it is witchcraft? You know, the witchcraft business, I don't know why we have stooped to that type of belief that nothing can happen naturally without witchcraft. That is the type of response I have heard. And the police come here and they don't do so. They will what? And they don't even know where exactly I wanted to call them, where I think this man is. Mm. What should I do, Patricia? What should I do? And I, and I can hear you're very devastated by this anonymous and you know I wish I had the answers I wish I knew what you should be doing but if the police can't find this person and even the police are suspecting things like uh, witchcraft uh, one thing I would say to you anonymous perhaps if you could have someone else in your household uh, with you to ensure that they, they, they keep an eye out and, and, and I'm sure there's um, institutions like power that would be able to assist you as well whether it be spiritual or emotional or mental let me move on to Dee, who's in Durban. Dee, good, e good uh, afternoon. Hi there. Thank you so much for chatting. Um, I just need to share something. Um, Patricia, when, when I was, my, my mother was um, physically abused by her husband, beaten, and eventually she divorced him. Then she met my dad, and then my dad did the same to my mother, and I would sit there watching him beating her, and that's the way I grew up, you with me. Then I don't meet somebody who beats me up. I mean, I'd bang my head against the wall, knock my teeth out, and that was a pattern in my life. But to me, it, it was something that happened. You know, one didn't think about it, and there was a lady uh, just now who actually said that kids grow up like this, and for them it's a norm. Well, I thought it was a norm. And then finally you wake up one day and you think, this is just so not on. And I want to tell you, I will never, ever let a man lay one finger on me again in my life. I'm in my 70s now, but it seems to have been a pattern in my life where it was just accepted. It was dreadful, absolutely awful. And my friends, none of my friends even knew what was going on in my home because I was too, too embarrassed. 
to share things like that. And you know something, the only thing that has got me through, and I can talk about it now, is I forgave all those people along the line. And you know what, it's taken that kind of angst out of my own stomach. I have just forgiven them. You know what I'm saying? It's the only way to go about it, and it'll never happen again. That's all. I just wanted to share how that spin seems to have followed itself in a pattern, doesn't it? Yeah, it seems to. And I think that's where we need to uh, start by uh, finding the root cause of why South Africa is where it is. Dee, thank you very much for uh, sharing your experience with us. Let me go back to Katu Maestro. Katu, 77-year-old, 88-year-old, and they are talking about things that are happening now and past scars. And I'm still asking the question, are our arts in the modern day and age, in 2020, playing a relevant role in uh, social activism? Situation after what I just heard is just, I just my heart is just uh, heavy. I, I can't even answer your question mm. with anything prepared except for just the uh, emotional reaction to it. It's just, it's, it's like it's happening everywhere. It, it, it's like it's, it's a war, and it's. Uh, but we must never, we must never give up. I think as as artists, we have to do our part. I mean, you every time there's a tragedy, we, we used to see these songs, We Are the World, and so on and so forth. We need a lot more of that. Because people do watch TV. People do listen to music. Music does heal. But I think just as a society, never mind the, just uh, the artists, as a society, we need to see gender-based violence as something that is attacking our our our. Our country. I'm just sorry. I'm, I'm just so emotional after those two calls. It's just not uh, called for. But I, 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 I think for every man who's listening to this uh, interview, before you go and beat the next woman, you came from a woman. Just visualize the woman that you want to harm as your mother, and just stop. We've got to stop, guys. On that note, Katu, and I, I understand why you're emotional. I think the entire South Africa is emotional um, around gender-based violence because uh, we, we're not seeing an end to it. But uh, we do hope that social activism via the arts is going to increase and um, men and women will be perpetuated in a, a better light. We will no longer be objects of sales when it comes to marketing and the likes as women, but rather will become valuable society members and will res- well respected katu uh, where do we get a hold of your series of novels okay so the books are available at uh all the exclusive books bargain books cma and you can order it online at uh take a lot it's moraro the politician book one and moraro the first lady book two Countrywide, it's available. It's a beautiful read for for this December, and uh, and and there's no there's no target market. There's no there's no youth. There's no uh, adults. It's just a book for everybody that really will provoke a discussion around uh, abuse, trauma, and just how we move forward. 
Thank you very much for joining us, Kato Maestro, author and inspirational speaker. Go get a, a copy of the series of books, Mulalu, a series of novels, and uh, enjoy the read. We are still looking at gender-based violence. And uh, on the poll on Twitter at SFM Radio, we asked, are the arts still relevant today in addressing social issues such as gender-based violence? 50% currently say yes, they are, but 25% say no, and another 25% say they are really not sure. The time right now is uh, 44 minutes to 11. Here's a song that pulls at my heartstrings every time I hear it because it was a song that came out at the beginning of lockdown and Loiso um, made uh, hit waves on uh, social media with this song saying, My daughter, Sabilan. <laughs> 